0: This week's episode, Croak for Justice, our truly ribbiting tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ding, ding.
1: Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books and sometimes other stuff. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. And I'm Phil. How you guys doing? I'm Good. doing
2: great. Yeah, I'm great. I know I have, a, I have a little frog in my throat, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, what kind of what kind of shoes do frogs wear? I don't know. Open-toed sandals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so this week's episode, we have a bunch of frog puns.
1: I think that's it. I think that's all we got. <laughs> yeah. For now. Do we have a comic to go along with these puns? Yes. So this week we'll be talking about. Frog Thor, or what's it actually called? Thor Croaks?
2: It's, it has def- several different titles, which we will go into, but the one I, f- I feel like using is Thor Croaks.
1: Yeah, it's the story in, the, in 1985 where Thor was turned into a frog for three issues. And even though it's not a super long story, it always shows up on, like, cracked articles and, like, best ofs for a lot of different reasons, and I think we're going to talk about why that is.
0: It sounds like a really stupid premise, And it is, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think they thought it was going to be a cool idea, because even from the first issue, they're like, this is the most unusual Thor story ever published. They're going for, like, wacky stuff here. They're
2: playing with the concept. You could tell, uh, we'll get to titles, but, like, you could tell they're joking the fuck around here. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Really long tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is the actual
1: premise of Thor becoming a frog? That's it. That's not it. Loki has a plan that he needs Thor to be away for a little while to enact. So he just turns him into a frog. And Thor, like, lives with frogs and helps solve frogs' problems. Yeah, it's actually,
0: this This series is actually two, like, parallel storylines. You have the Asgard storyline, and then you have the <laughs> Frog-Rat-War storyline in Central <laughs> <Yeah>. Park.
1: <laughs> it's truly uh, epic lore going on here. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically the whole elevator pitch before I get into all the backstory on, like, where this falls in Thor canon, what, who should read it, Sly? I think if you're interested in reading Thor, uh,
2: like, if you watch the movies and, like, uh, the more humorous aspects of the movies, yeah, I think, yeah. go read this book, because the books are pretty goofy as well, and this is one of the mo- goofiest Thor stories around. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree. I don't
0: know much about Thor, like, I haven't read many of the comics, but... Um like in the movies, his the humor always comes from the fact that he's so melodramatic about everything. Yeah. And it is great seeing a frog be like, I am the warrior son of Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It, the humor really works, I think, in this yeah. story.
1: If If you like Thor in the movies where he's always so like bigger mm-hmm. than life while everyone else kind of like just rolls their eyes and raises their eyebrows, it definitely, that's definitely taken from... A lot of the comic stories, not least of all this one, for sure. Mm-hmm. So this is written and drawn by Walt Simonson, or is it Simonson? Like uh, I fucking know. don't take my presentation for
2: it. gospel.
0: Odinson <laughs> Simonson. It has to be Simonson. Simon
1: okay. Simon. He basically revamped Thor in the early to mid '80s, and he's hailed as one of the most beloved Thor runs ever by a lot of people. And if it wasn't for JMS and Kieran Gillen's run, he, this would be my favorite Thor run as well. But one of the things that makes his run stand out is it's very, very, like, larger-than-life big mythology around Asgard and the gods, and it really builds Thor's world in a way that hadn't really been seen in, like, over a decade since Jack Kirby left the character. And he got rid of... Have we mentioned Don Blake on the show at all? No. So, just to get to <laughs> Don Blake... We should get. We should mention
2: Thor's backstory a little bit, especially because it's so disconnected to modern day Thor. So basically, yeah, Thor was literally created as like a typical power fantasy. Like it was about a, a weakling doctor named Doctor Donald Blake who has like. A busted leg, I believe. Yeah, a- and uh, he finds Thor's hammer and it says, "Whoever wields this power should have the power of Thor." And he's like, "Okay." And he smashes the hammer and becomes Thor. What? Yeah,
1: he finds he finds a walking <laughs> stick in a cave, <laughs> and when he hits it on the ground, he turns into Thor.
2: Yeah, so it's like you know, like it was like most goofy sixties power fantasies where a guy will get like superpowers and fuck shit up.
0: I want to be in the army, but I'm too
2: weak. Yeah, yeah. like become yeah. Captain America. <laughs> Captain America is like an example of another. Character,
1: but Thor start out like like that, but they didn't explain where Don Blake goes when he turns into Thor, or are Thor and Don Blake the same person for like a good 75 issues. It's basically that's kind of what the movie's inspired by, where Thor is too much of a hothead, so Odin strips him of his powers and sends him to Earth. But to make it a little extra comics LOL and convoluted, he strips him of his powers and Gives him like the memories of like a crippled human to give him like memories of modesty and to like know what it's like to be truly humbled. And then he re grants him the powers of Thor so that he now has to deal with both sides of it. And it's very confusing, even though I love Stanley and Jack Kirby's Thor. It's something that's really, really hard to explain. And that's why in the 70s it was really hard for new readers to get into Thor because that always kind of didn't make sense and what simonson does in his first issue is he completely gets rid of don blake almost like willy-nilly and that's before this th- the frog story but thor just shows up and he's like i'm not gonna be don blake anymore i'm thor all the time now and don blake isn't as far as i know isn't really a part of thor anymore for a really long time and he, was, he wasn't in movies at all yeah, well, he does have a Dom Blake ID card in Thor One as an Easter egg, but that's that's not quite the same thing. <laughs> so the the thing about Simonson's run is it's it's much more grounded in Asgard than Earth, and it kind of gets rid of a lot of the Earth elements, and it's so much more big and mythological, and they go into like a lot more of the, of the the Norse stuff that we see in the movies, and a lot of the Norse like iconography comes from walt simonson's run and the frog story the reason why i bring that up is because the frog story is so right in the middle of his run his run actually goes from it's about 25 issues and the thor the frog thor story is right in the middle and it's in between a story where thor leads an army of soldiers to literally wage war on hell and right after that thor like he's he's horribly wounded in the battle and he has to like come to terms with like He's a flawed god who's immortal, but his body is decaying. And he gets, like, this cool battle armor. And it's a very, like... It reminds me of, like, all the epic Greek myths of, like, Per... What is it? Persepolis, when, like, they go into hell and all that stuff. And it's so epic that this story is so right in the middle as just, like, a comedic relief. And I don't think it was ever written to go down in history as, like, one of the ten Thor stories you have to read. But because it's so ridiculous... Even though it was just supposed to be a lighthearted tale, it kind of has this legacy as, like, this ridiculous Thor story that's so beloved by fans. And that's why we really wanted to do it, because it's sta- even though it's the most forgettable as far as Thor's lore goes in Simonson's whole run, it's the one that everyone talks about the most. And it's just so ridiculous.
0: It's just a really—it's a unique concept, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: Definitely. <laughs> What were your thoughts going into this story, Phil? Like, what were you expecting? Uh,
0: I mean, I was pretty sure it was going to be really dumb. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's like... (laughs) Comics seem to often have really stupid premises, in my opinion. They just are like, here's a really dumb thing. And sometimes they're able to still make it work within that stupid premise. And I think this is actually... It surprised me because this was something I really did not expect to be good at all. And I actually enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: It's... We talk a lot about this in, like, mainstream pop culture, about, like, television and how it's so hard for shows to stay good after, like, the fifth or sixth season and the writers usually start to run out of ideas. So that's usually, like, year five or six. Imagine writing a character that people have been writing for, like, 30 years or, in some cases, 80 years. (laughs) Like, that – I think that's why so many of these wacky premises come up because they're just like, this hasn't been done before. Let's try it. Also, I guess people talking about it. Like everyone remembers yeah. the story because it's like, "What the fuck? What's that premise?" I want to read it
2: now. Yeah,
0: and, and they had to have known that before they even start. Like I said earlier, they do. They know it's going to be crazy, and they they advertise it as this is like the craziest Thor story ever.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like even even in Simonson's run, one of the cornerstones of his whole run is them like waking up this fire realm and like this giant fire demon that builds throughout his whole run and it's like a huge really really epic story and it's probably my favorite Thor story but nobody's ever going to talk about that because it just sounds like Thor fighting a bad guy the premise is regular and it's the execution it's that's really great yeah it's it's expected yeah, yeah. it's like oh it's like saying
2: oh if you hear this? there's a crazy Superman story where he fights an alien like okay
1: <laughs> yeah but if
2: he's fighting Muhammad Ali that stands out yeah yeah So, are we getting into the story? Or are we going to keep going to the backstory? And as I say that, we still have to explain more backstory because (laughs) the first issue we read doesn't fully explain the Thor-Frog transformation, Ryan. How does that happen?
1: So, basically, the main story that he's a frog for is from issues 364 to 366 of Thor. But the previous issue, 363, is a tie-in to a Marvel event, Secret Wars 2, that we don't need to get into. But basically, it's... Thor is fighting this god figure, and it's a big Marvel crossover, and there's all these other Marvel characters like Power Pack, real heavy hitters, that are, like, helping Thor. And in just one—I think it's three panels in this issue of this big Marvel crossover, Loki's just there— and he's just, and he's hanging out with another Thor villain and he's like, I have this great idea. This is going to be my best, my best master plan ever. And then he disappears for the rest of the, the issue and he like casts a spell on some housewife who's ironing. And then it, when you, we skip all the Secret Wars 2 stuff and then Thor's in an alleyway and he's like, I'm so glad that I beat the villain and like everything's great. And then this woman just runs up and she's like, oh, thanks so much, Thor, you're the best, and kisses him, and he turns into a frog. And then Loki mind wipes her, so she just goes home and goes back to ironing. And he's just like, haha, you're a frog now, fuck you, and leaves, and the issue ends.
0: And for those of you who don't know, Loki's like the trickster god, so this is like oh, yeah. a, a big. I mean, I haven't read that, the issue where he turns into the frog, but I assume this was some kind of like big trick of his to. Yeah.
1: That. We we find out his master plan later, but at the beginning, it really kind of just sounds like he's doing it because he think it he thinks it'd be funny, and that's why Loki's one of my favorite Marvel characters because he does things sometimes just because it would be funny. <laughs> so,
2: the story opens with the title, Thor Croaks."
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and it turns out uh, Odin is gone. They believe he's dead, and in, uh, in Asgard, and uh, they're prepared. O- an Odin's eventual. like the leader, so. Yeah. Uh yeah
1: Yeah. odin is loki's father and thor's father loki's thor's half-brother and he's like he's played by sir anthony hopkins in the movies he's the one-eyed big powerful super god that rules asgard where thor lives and
2: now everyone thinks everyone thinks he's dead so they're having an event called the all thing and they're like
1: what thing and they're like all thing (laughs) (laughs) thor has so many stupid names and, like, they kind of poke fun of this in the Thor movies a little bit, where they, like, uh, Kat Denning's character can't pronounce any of the, like, Asgard ter- terms, like, Mjolnir. She calls it Mew Mew. Yeah, and, like, they, there's so many Thor things, that, and they're all from Norse mythology, but we don't, as English speakers, we don't really know how to pronounce a lot of these things. <laughs> So, like, the All-Thing is easy to pronounce, but it's a stupid name. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of those names sound dumb. And, and Odin's name is actually the All-Father, too. Yeah. It's like, that's so
2: now, since there's no All-Father, they have to pick a new All-Father. But since they can't be sure it's a man or woman, they call it All-Thing to be safe.
0: Right.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, because no. he's transgender, too.
0: <laughs> None of that is accurate.
1: <laughs> well, Loki, Loki is a lady later on. Not in this story.
2: Also, doesn't Loki become, like, a fucking goat and, like, get pregnant in the, in the actual Norse mythology?
1: I think so. You know, yeah. gods are
0: always turning into animals and getting pregnant or making people pregnant, so it's like, how, okay. you, how do you know?
1: <laughs> You're Greek, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Are you, into turning into a goat and getting pregnant, Phil? <laughs> no, why do these gods turn into animals to go and impregnate women? Why not, like, why not be a handsome man?
0: Uh, great question. Is there something,
1: is there something, like insatiably sexy about, like, a moose. They're, like, the first
0: furries. You wouldn't understand not being Greek, but uh, sometimes when you see a woman, you just want to be a swan and just (laughs) fuck her.
1: Is that what, like, what god boners are like? You just turn into various animals?
0: You know, (laughs) I think it probably comes from the fact that the gods always manifest themselves as, like, natural phenomenon. So, like...
1: People are also natural. Yeah, but
0: they they don't usually come down as people. And then you you can't say Zeus raped me, because it's like the swan raped me.
1: But I feel <laughs> like it's it's easier to fight off a swan than, like, a person. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Well, none of that is relevant to the story. So, Kato is actually relevant to the unless, story. unless Thor is turned into a frog so he can, like, mate with the frog princess. That totally almost happens. That is, that is a possibility. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So...
2: Nathan Ralph and stuff, Thor's a frog while all this is happening. And everyone in Asgard doesn't know. They're like, where's Thor?
0: And that's a problem because they're picking a new leader and they're like, well, Thor should be here. He's the son of Odin. So he's really in line for the throne. And everyone's like, where could he be? How could he miss this? And we know something's amiss because some horse-faced man shows up. I don't know
1: who this is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, but he's a guy that took Thor's power for a while, but okay, okay. What, all I want to say is about Simonson's run is he introduces a lot of cosmic stuff that we're probably going to see in Thor 3 cuz it's going to be all space stuff. One of which is Beta Ray Bill. He's awesome. He's big. He's basically Thor but a horseman in space. And he's like, "Hey, Thor left
0: before me. Isn't he here yet?" And they're like, "No." That means he hasn't arrived for some reason. And that's when we see he's still in New York actually. What? Yeah. How could he be in New York? Oh. A frog. frog. I've become a frog, he says. And
1: and and Asgard's politics are so, uh, you know, well structured that if you're not there on election day, if you're not literally standing on the stage, it goes to somebody else.
0: Well, it's like they have a more direct democracy.
1: <laughs> I guess <laughs> they, have, they have a pure form of
2: our, our legal system. It should be mired. But, uh, yeah, uh, so towards a frog, and he's like, Rip it, rip it! And the text translated to a frog, I've become a frog. And the notes say, This and subsequent dialogue among the animals is translated from the vernacular into English for the benefit of those to whom the language of the beast is a closed book.
0: I love that. See,
1: this is when you immediately know, like, this is a tongue in cheek story. The fact that they have a super melodramatic editor's note that don't worry he's not speaking english he's speaking frog <laughs> <laughs> it's when i was like okay i can get into this so
2: yeah. uh for, thor is like only loki could have done this and he starts hopping towards the avengers mansion thinking oh i have to get the avengers maybe they'll help me but when he gets to the avengers mansion uh jarvis the butler uh jarvis is a is a ai in the movies but in the comics he's a but he's just a butler he's a guy yeah he's yeah. Alfred. Yeah. yeah he's Alfred, basically I think that's why they changed it, because they don't want to make another Alfred yeah. to make Tony Stark too similar to Bruce Wayne. More Even though reasons. they're ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, uh, Frog, Thor, writes uh, using sugar, saying, help, I'm a frog. But Jarvis <laughs> like, oh, look at this
1: frog. Get out of here, frog. And he shoots him away and sweeps away the sugar without like reading it. Classic. We've seen this in, like, every cartoon ever. Yeah. But anyway, the thing that I want to point out about this scene is there's a... Th- Mr. Francis... Th- not important there's a kid there that is with jarvis and he's he says but jarvis there was a message written in the sugar and jarvis is like yeah like frogs can write you fucking idiot and sweeps it away and shoots him out the window and this is the marvel you and superheroes <laughs> have been in the marvel universe for like 30 years at this point you're going to tell me that there's, like, shape-shifting aliens, and, like, the Avengers have gone through ten different lineups of all these different crazy characters, and there's, like, the X-Men have been around forever. And there's a an Avenger called Ant-Man who controls ants, who becomes the size of an ant regularly. Yeah, and he controls ants. You would think... And at this point, there's been, like, three Ant-Men. Yeah. You would think that he would be like, oh, maybe this frog is... Controlled by somebody, a shapeshifter. Well, he does say it that actually.
0: He's like, it might be a villain frog. Get him out of here. And then he immediately dismisses it. Yeah.
1: But then he goes, You've been watching too many Saturday yeah. morning cartoons, Franklin. And I'm like, that's, that's an insane thing that you can recognize. Maybe it's a villain. Yeah, because a villain is going to write secret messages and sugar. Help,
0: I'm Thor.
2: I was imagining a villain just sneaking in as a frog and writing, Fuck you and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's why you're not Frog Thor or Frog Sly.
1: Yeah, and one thing about Frogthor is he's frog size, but he's like an extra big frog yeah. size. Yeah, they mention that a lot too.
2: Yeah, they say, like, uh, even though. Loki can make him this, this mockery of a frog. They can't take away his prestige too much because he's still like a massive,
1: beautiful-looking frog. <laughs> like, he's not like he's not like a human-sized frog. He's like a frog just that a when you big saw. Frog. You'd be
0: like, "Wow, that's a big-ass frog!" And when I'm he game. jumps into the Avengers Mansion, he jumps between the electric eye beams through the window into the kitchen, and they're like, "Yeah, it's an impressive jump for a regular frog, but I'm I'm an enchanted frog, so <laughs> yes. like it's okay."
2: So after uh, the Jarvis shoots out frog door. Frogtor's uh, like oh I, I guess it make a difference because Avengers on here anyway so I gotta just find another way to get to Asgard but before he can think of another way he gets attacked by a rat and, <laughs> and
0: this rat pursues him through the streets into traffic like this rat wants him dead
2: yeah Yeah. he chases him uh, through, through traffic like Phil said and they end up in Central Park where Frogtor says I may be only a frog but still I am a warrior son of Odin still I have Thor and Thor does not run from his enemies he fights them and as a rat comes close uh, Frog door pumps out his chest into the little bubble that frogs make and, like, knocks the rat all, uh, all the way back. <laughs> and then he kicks
0: the shit out of this rat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, like, really kicks the shit out of him. And he says, Have at you, vermin! <laughs> 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 One thing, like, not only is Thor's internal, like, monologue the entire time, like, crazy, like, epic Thor speak, like, Shakespearean Thor speak, but Walt Simonson's art, I, how do you guys feel about Simonson's art?
2: How would you describe it? Because, like, it's very... Like, it's not realistic. It has its own distinct style. But, but like, I really like it, but it's hard to explain. Like, it's kind of abstracted, kind of very diagonal, heavenly. Like, very sharp edges. I like
1: it. Yeah. But, yeah, his art is very... Much like the story, it's very kind of, like, over dramatic And his angles are really, like, exciting and intense. And, like, this fight with the rat has, like, sound effects all yeah. over the place. And he's, like... It is a really exciting fight for a frog just kicking a rat in the <laughs> face.
0: And, you know, I think he actually draws the frogs and the rats pretty well. Like, you, yeah. when the frogs are all hanging out later, you can kind of tell who's who.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, and so after Thor shot at this rat, uh, Fro- uh, Frog Thor says, Thus, the foes of Thor are always vanquished, and when I am finished, Loki... <laughs> You shall feel like a brother to that rat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is such an awesome thing to say. Yeah,
2: and meanwhile, it uh, uh, turns out when Fro- Thor became a frog, uh, he had a chariot waiting nearby,
1: and his rams. That's it's part of Thor's status quo at the time. Is he is ch- he has a chariot. Run by two like smart, aggressive, like rams,
2: yeah. And they're like this hassling this drunk who like walks by them and he's like, Oh, I gotta stop drinking, hooky, hook, and he runs away.
1: Yeah, that was so stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, back, back at such a park, Frog Tours by himself, wondering what he should do next.
0: And he also realizes a frog shouldn't be able to beat a rat up, but since when I got transformed, I was wearing my magical belt of strength, it seems like that trans that when I transformed those powers were imbued into me second
2: d <laughs> when you wear a belt of giant strength and you are druid in shapeshift it still the effect still carries on
0: that's exactly what it is he says I possess <laughs> powers and abilities far beyond that of any mortal frog <laughs> <laughs> I love that one
1: I love that Thor Thor has like a, a deep knowledge of the strength levels of all animals <laughs> on earth
0: yeah this type of frog normally can't beat this type of rat but
2: yeah. I can and uh <laughs> He, he, he is so impressive as his frog uh, door that another frog uh, shows up named Puddle Gulp and he's like, wow, you're bigger and stronger than any frog I've ever seen, and you beat the shit out of that rat so easily. We, I wish I had more frogs like you. And he tells uh, frog door about the war in Central Park, the war that's brewing beneath our feet between the rats and the frogs. Because uh, the rats want to take over Central Park and uh, kick out all the frogs and kill them all, but, uh.
1: Is it just like, uh, Montagues and the Capulets thing? Do they just hate each other? I think I guess so. It's a
0: territory thing, probably. It's like, just a territory thing? Yeah, because they're trying to kick the frogs out of the their reservoir. Also, they do, uh. He, the, the rats do come back for vengeance to beat up Thor, and the, this frog takes him to their secret, like, underground uh, hideout. Not
1: before Thor kicks the shit out of a couple of them, and one of them just goes, jeez, who is this
0: guy? He beats the shit out of more rats to save uh, the king. Oh, yeah, the king. When they get back to the hideout, Puddlegulp, the the frog he just met, says, who's fighting over there? It's the king's bodyguards fighting the rats. And it seems like the rats are going for the king. So Thor and Puddlegulp jump into the fight to to save the king, but alas.
2: They are too late to save King Glugward. Yeah. And it's funny because when they first meet Thor, everyone's like, Thor, it's a stupid name. I'm Puddle Gulp, I'm Glowork. Well, they're
0: frog names. He, has a, he doesn't have a frog name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Sly. Haven't you ever met a frog? So they're like, oh, we have to go uh, save the princess now because the, the king's before he dies. So go save my daughter, save the kingdom, uh, protect, our, protect our people.
0: It's very dramatic, too.
1: Yeah. There's strife within the ranks, too. Cause yeah. Because there's another frog. What's his name? Bug eye, bug eye, yeah, bug eye, bug eye wants to bone the princess and be king, but Puddlegulp is the rightful heir to the throne or something. And uh, when they go
2: <laughs> tell uh, the princess, uh, she's like, "Oh my god, my father's dead!" And uh, Bugwort's like, "And you're still alive, Puddlegulp? I would have given my life to save my lord."
0: Yeah, I love the 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 Frog Court is like <laughs> so great. How much they really play it up? Like this is a real kingdom and. Uh, you know the body the king was slain now who's the throne gonna go to um, I mean it's
1: an obvious parallel to what's going on in Asgard right now that's what I like that a, a lot which is such a ridiculous <laughs> sentence to say
0: that's why I was saying earlier how it's like it, it really is like this This comic is two storylines and they are really parallels to each other where you have the frog kingdom and then the kingdom in Asgard the king is gone in both
1: now, I, when I first read this, I took it as, like, kind of... I might be being super overdramatic and pedantic here. I'm like Dor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, like, humans to Asgardians are just, like, these animals that are, like, so uncivilized. And yet, to us, frogs are the same way, yet they're going through the same struggles that our gods are going through. That's a pretty good. Wow, the story's fucking deep. <laughs>
2: no, you know what I mean? That's a pretty like, good. That's pretty. Good like
1: the Asgardians look at human politics as like, oh, that's that's you know, lol. They're like children, and we look at animals like they're they're animals. Yet these animals are going through this complicated war and power struggle of their own. And I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's actually, <laughs> I
0: think that's a good analysis. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, like I think, and I I do think that
2: that's some elements of that there because yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, there's like a. Game of Thrones thing going on here.
0: <laughs> Game of Frog. Game of Croaks.
2: Really? Not Game of Toads?
0: Oh, that's good. That's better. That's
2: good. I, w- I wish we could make the intro just the Game of Thrones theme song with uh, frogs ribbiting. I bet, I
0: bet you can find it.
2: I bet you can make that happen. If I can, that will be Go a f- song. <laughs>
0: Go find some frogs. But no, we'll, we're going to turn Sly into a frog and then he'll <laughs> ribbit this for
1: us. <laughs> they also, uh, one thing I want to point out is the frogs, the uh, bubble whatever, no, what is it, Bug Eye? Bug Eye is like, we can't trust this outsider frog Thor, and they're like, no, he is an, uh, an answer to our prayers. He is a message from, he is a warrior sent from the gods. I'm like, I mean, kinda, he's yeah.
0: <laughs> And he keeps saying, I want to leave, but then they're like, well, our kingdom is doomed without you, you must be here to save us, and Thor keeps thinking, shit, like, I want to leave, but these people need me.
2: He says, how shall I weigh the lives of those under my protection against the potential tyranny in
1: my homeland? And the reason why I came to the conclusion of that, like, grandiose metaphor is because I've read a lot of Thor. And this is the exact same way Thor talks about humans on Earth. That he's like, I I need to protect these people. They rely on me. And he views frogs the exact same way he views human beings, which I think is kind of like a really cool thing for a god to do. And it really shows, like, Thor's nobility, that he doesn't care who you are, even if you're a frog. He's still going to, like, fight for you.
0: Yeah, because they, they showed him, they showed him uh, sanctuary, he says. Like, these people took me in and protected me from the rats. I owe them now. Uh, yeah. Like, they hosted me, and I owe them now what I can do for them. Yeah.
1: And it's funny how well this sums up Thor's nobility and character. That, like, if, like, if you are noble, he will always fight for you.
2: So as they're debating these politics, uh, another frog shows up and, and reveals that the rats are planning to dump uh, rat poison that's been placed around the park and use it to poison the reservoir that the frogs are using to drink from. It basically, this also uh, uh, aids towards the decision because not only are they going to poison all the frogs, but they might poison people that are drinking from Central Park, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Mm, uh, you know it's, it all goes into, like, the the water, yeah, in the, gra- in the ground too. Yeah. Like it's, it's not good for an environment to have rat poison in,
0: yeah, in the lake.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I should also mention uh, before when they're describing the hierarchy of this uh, kingdom, they also mentioned there's dragons in the sewers. Oh, which yeah. And Thor decides yes. while the rats are being confronted by the frogs, he will go find these alligators. Suspecting, I mean, <laughs> find these these dragons. Spoilers, the alligators. It's <laughs> like, <So>, yeah. <laughs> i'm bad at
1: this but it, by bringing up dragons and everything it everything about this is so grandiose yeah and it, and they talk about a
0: tale how the frogs went to go scout out the dragons underneath in this tunnel and they never returned and how it's like <laughs> this this place that no one not even not the rats nor the frogs go because no one returns alive
1: but one one is brave enough to to traverse the dragon lair and that one is thor so meanwhile, as
2: this epic story is happening, this very mundane story in Asgard is happening, where the <laughs> All Father thing, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Loki's like, oh, now that door has gone, I'm going to be king. Yuck, yuck! And Heimdall's like, I can't let this happen. I know Loki's behind Thor's disappearance. Heimdall's the guy in the movie who's played by Idris Elba. He has like eyes that can see everything.
1: He's like the the sentinel of Asgard. He watches over Asgard. Yeah, he, he can see everything, but like
0: not a lot of things actually. There's, like, there's a fly. I don't see it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Loki gives this huge speech about how, like, I'm the next in line. I'm also Odin's son. So Thor's not here. He's, like, taking a shit or something. <laughs> so I guess I'm king.
2: Yeah. But Hamza's like, oh, I know something's up. And he starts plotting something, uh, a, a way to keep Loki from the throne. While so he uses gone.
0: little kids to go <laughs> to enact this plan. And he says, go find the warriors three little kids. Yeah, and also, yeah. also we missed something earlier he's like they, the little kids also scout this giant sword in the middle of nowhere yeah the sword of uh, shooter
2: I don't know what that
1: is Ryan uh, that's we don't have to talk about that it's a big overarching plot they find a big time sword
0: time. and the sword is invisible unless you're really close to it so they're like what a cloak of invisibility who tricks people and puts invisibility on stuff that's really weird and then they yeah, come back do and that? They, tell, they tell Heimdall about it
2: yeah but uh, yeah. the issue ends with Thor entering the sewers Dragging rats with him Dragging yeah. a
1: bunch of rat corpses
2: he, you
0: know, yeah. he beats up all these rats and then he starts making a trail Into the sewers with their, with their bodies He's dragging them by their tails And Spoilers, we already knew this, but The dragons are actually alligators The yeah. fables of New
2: York City are true What fables? Do people think they are alligators in the sewers? Yeah, no, that's a thing Yeah, that's very much a thing you never heard those rumors in the eighties and nineties? Phil, you grew up in the
1: city.
0: Yeah. There are obviously no alligators there. That's why it's a fable.
1: <laughs> but anyway. I'll silence. <laughs> <islands>. That's Phil. <laughs> his life. I was like, what? <laughs> he didn't say the factually peer-reviewed <laughs> reports are true.
2: <laughs> but So it turns out not only that there are there alligators in the sewers, they're being controlled by a, a Pied Piper, a guy with a flute that's just controlling all the uh, alligators, And now he, he turns to uh, Thor and says, that's a weird frog, and turns to Thor and plays his flute and starts controlling Thor's mind as well. And issue ends.
1: With Thor jumping into the mouths of the dragons. Yeah,
2: and the preview for next issue says, next issue, guest is coming to dinner. Or, it's not easy being green. <laughs> I love I love
0: that. Chrissy was actually telling me, you have to make an it's not easy being green joke. And I was like, oh shit, this comic really did it.
2: And it also says with apologies to the movies and the Muppets.
1: Yeah. So one thing that I do want to point out about this this flute player, this might seem like a ridiculous thing that there's just this like Pied Piper figure in the in the sewers, and it is a ridiculous thing. The reason why he's here is because he's a morlock, which is a type of mutant that lives in the sewers. And I think the only reason he's in this is because We'll get, we'll, get that. we'll get into that in the end. Do we have to? I want to get that from my recommendations, so I'll explain so you fucking don't
2: dare spoil my fucking shit. Okay. okay. Shut your mouth. Okay. I, I didn't, your know, mouth, I didn't know you were
1: going to recommend Okay. But there's a reason why there's a Pied Piper guy here. <laughs> so this Pied
2: Piper is a Morlock, a mutant who listens to sewers, and uh, he starts playing music to control Thor and Door's like no one controls me and he starts beating the shit out of this fucking Pied Piper
1: <laughs> and knocks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's like, oh, he's trying to get me to jump over to him. I'll jump over to him. And jumps into his face and it makes a giant splat noise. Yeah.
2: And uh, he knocks the flute out of his hand, and Froctor uh, steals the flute from the guy with his mouth. And now, about the flute to control him, uh, the alligators go crazy and start going after the pi- Piper. The piper is like, oh, fuck! And just starts climbing out the sewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love to hear how they. they th- every time Thor fights in this whole three issue series, he always has to say, if I was a regular
2: frog, this would have worked, but I am the son of Odin. Like, yeah. I am not an ordinary <laughs> amphibian. Thor and... does that all the time, too. Like, that, that, those tricks might work on a regular mortal, but I am the son of Odin, the hair of yeah. the all thing.
1: He yeah. always does that. Uh, that's great. Well, uh, probably because he, his continuity is so confusing with, like, who's Don Blake and whose story has to keep reminding himself who he is.
0: And then we have the, this great scene transition where it goes back to the Central Park Reservoir above ground, and an army of rats slink through the brush with hatred in their eyes and murder in their hearts.
2: <laughs> we well, just to clarify, there's a lot of... Uh, oh, it does the, say that. I thought no, that was your actually, joke. Yeah, that's, that's the that's narration. Actually, yeah. There's just a lot of uh, purple prose in, like, the narration boxes and stuff. Like, it's, it's uh... Not only is... The ca- are the characters talking in this grandiose way? There's a, a omniscient narrator talking in grandiose way too.
0: Yeah, they really they really try to make it like this yeah. war is actually like an epic struggle.
2: Yeah. So meanwhile, back on
1: Asgard. Oh wait, before this, before this, Dragon. the rats are the the frogs yeah. had sprung a yeah.
0: trap. <laughs> yeah, they actually they go into a lot of this war stuff. They're like, like the the one rat will say like. The king will be like, uh, Wallstone Group, you head over, over there and dump the poison. And then they get ambushed and they're like, we need to reinforce the band. And they act like this is, like, an actual, like, army with, with ranks and everything.
1: Yeah, but then the frogs are like, come on, fellows, let's take them like the Steelers took the Rams in Super Bowl fourteen.
0: What? They actually, they explain that, though. It's it's Puddle Gulp who says that and we find out a secret about it.
1: Oh, right I didn't even think about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, this book has good continuity.
1: Shit. You're right.
2: <laughs> but, um, uh, so back on Asgard, Thor shows up.
1: And, uh, Loki's like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be a frog. So, yeah, Thor shows up and he's like, Loki, you can't be king.
0: At the last second, too, because they're saying, this is the third chance, Thor, if you're here, we're going to give away the throne without you. And then he's like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, you have like three three strikes and you're out, yeah. and he, at the last second, he shows up and he's like, hey, Loki, I'm here, and Loki's like, what the fuck? He's supposed to be a frog.
2: Yeah. And, uh, it turns out, uh, the Heimdall...
1: Let me
0: spoil again? The oh, fuck? <laughs> okay, fuck.
1: <laughs> well, the... the he, basically, Thor says, like, I sustained all these injuries in that battle in hell. Can we wait a couple days to do this? Like, let's do this tomorrow, and then we'll figure out who's king then, And, Heimdall, come take a walk with me and we'll discuss. And Loki turns
2: into a fly, which
1: Heimdall can't see with his all-seeing eyes. No, he can see. I don't think he does see it. He's like, something seems weird, but I don't know. (laughs) He says they're only the ordinary sounds of nature about. But even then... I don't even think it matters because he flies into his room and Heimdall's like, "We're gonna go into a second second room and I'm gonna set up this magical barrier so even if there are any spies in here, you can't come in. Any creature, great or small, can if they attempt to pass this
0: barrier, they will the blade will hum.
2: Yeah.
0: And what's funny too is like they do this whole precaution to not get caught, and then when they're done talking, they walk out of the room talking about the secret. They're yeah. like, "Hey, so since you're not Thor." <laughs>
1: That is true. That is, I didn't think about so that. So we have
0: Fly Loki and Frog Thor. Yeah. And then we have uh, Fox um, Fox of Iron Man shows up.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a joke. I'm sorry. Are you referencing any of the characters from the Spider-Ham universe? Because that's a no, thing that exists. No, I was I didn't know. Like Baron Zebra? And doc- Dr. Catopus, the puss of nine tails. Octopus is already an animal, guys. You <laughs> fucked this one up. But yeah, there is an alternate universe where it's all animals and, like, uh, yeah. Spider-Man wow. is a pig. That's pretty Spider-ham. good. he's spider He's Peter <laughs> Porker. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, really. Someone when Phyllis
2: said, Fox, Iron Man, like, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was in this story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. See, that, that's the thing about comics, like, Flashpoint, when I was like, yeah, he brought a Flash run back in time, punch his mom in the face, you're like, well, <laughs> like,
1: kind of. Kind of. It's...
0: You can always say dumb shit, and it probably happened in a comic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, uh, we cut back to... um, The exciting part of the story. The frogs. Yeah. Yeah, and back to Central Park
2: while Frog... uh, Fly Loki's following Heimdall and this other Thor. And back on Central Park, uh, the rats are uh, getting the advantage and the frogs are fleeing. And the rats are like, oh, they're fleeing, we're winning. But then it turns out the frogs are fleeing because alligators have shown up. Thanks, that tooth. that
1: trail of dead rats that Thor left was actually a bait trail for the alligators to show up to the fight.
2: Yeah,
0: and they, they, these rats apparently have pretty big ambitions because they say, you know, once we spread out and beat the frogs, we're gonna take every park in the city. We'll take the streets. We'll take the buildings. We'll take New York. And that's what the alligators. I would
1: really saw. like a, a what if issue of Marvel where it's like, what if F- Thor Frog didn't exist and the rats took over the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: these alligators just like they massacre all the they start killing all the rats and you see Frogthor in the distance watching from above as you hear rips and roars
2: and snarls a large
1: frog watches the scene below him impassively as he sees the fruits of his labors ripen before his eyes
2: but yeah this is their red wedding this will go down in history for (laughs) that and uh Frogthor is just watching all this when he gets attacked by the piper who wants his flute back yeah And we cut back to uh, fly Loki, who turns back into regular Loki, because Heimdall's an idiot and left the fake Thor's (laughs) hammer outside the protective barrier.
1: But how would Heimdall have picked it up to move it if he thought it was the real hammer? He wouldn't have been able to. Thor could have picked it up, and Thor's right next to him. That's true. Heimdall sees everything. That doesn't make him smart about it. He doesn't have, like, inference <laughs> Yeah, skills. I noticed that. He's, he's, like, only, he's pure observation.
0: I can see and hear everything. I don't know what any of it means. Yeah. I just, like... I hear <laughs> noises, and I'm like, oh, a lot of noises happening. I'm not really sure.
2: But Loki... Loki's <laughs> going pick up the hammer, and he's like, wait. I can pick up this hammer. I got an idea. And as Phil said... Uh, Heimdall and uh, other door walk out of the room explaining their plans. Like, oh, it's a good thing I'm <laughs> fake door. And it's, it turns out fake door is a guy that impersonated door in the past, and now he's impersonating door again. And then he's
0: like, he says it so that Fly Loki hears it. And we see Fly Loki perform some kind of spell on the hammer. Yeah. We don't know what it is, but yeah. something is amiss.
2: Yeah. And we come back to uh, Central Park, and the Piper's like, you're a weird frog, and he explains that like, I'm a like a mutant from the sewers. And, like, being down in the sewers, I know uh, rats are pieces of shit, and I like frogs better. So <laughs> I'm going to go side with them and let the alligators You see all the rats. Yeah, he, like, he, so brutal. He plays his flute and
0: leads the rats to hell, really. He, he forces the rats to march down into the alligator-infested sewers.
1: Yeah. I forgot to mention this before. Before the piper takes all the alligators away... Thor is watching them massacre everyone. He's like, I really hope someone calls the police to handle these alligators because I can't just leave them here. But I'm just a frog. I can't do shit about it. Uh, so then uh, the frogs have won. And Thor
2: uh, is like, oh, the, once again, the freedom of the waters is yours. And everyone's like, we need a new king. Thor, be our king. And the princess frog is like, uh, would you stay, Thor, and rule the frogs with me? I would like you very much. And she has little cute hearts over her head. <laughs> and, uh, so Thor's like Should I do what Loki did Turn to an animal Get pregnant And he's like no I gotta go to Asgard
0: <laughs> And he even like He even talks to these people Like he talks to the queen Or the princess Like lady queen You do me a great honor But I've already tarried Overlong amongst you <laughs> And I must be gone
1: Do you notice Do you notice Even the way we discuss them Once we called them frogs And now we call them yeah. people
0: And the story actually anthrop- Anthropomorphizes them Pretty well yeah. Like it, I actually cared more about the frog story than the Asgard story for most of this. Asgard. Oh yeah,
1: well the Asgard story is part of like the bigger narrative, so it it's it's much more of you only really see the parallelism and like who could if you're just reading this in isolation, who could give a shit about Asgard <laughs> yeah. politics?
0: The frogs are like these are these are they're gonna give it poison tonight, like the rat poison's gonna
2: kill them all. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. um, story gives his grandiose speech saying, "Remember, we fought together, won against Norman's odds." And my heart shall be glad to think of the faith you had in the stranger you came to your aid. Give that faith to your queen, and remember, it can move mountains. They say. And he hops off. And I just want to point out, after uh, Frog Thor rejects the princess, she looks devastated, like she's crying. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, she looks. But look really at how
1: sad. look at how big he is. He's like double the size that everybody yeah. Yeah. wants. Yeah. That.
0: And then uh, P- P- Puddlegul jumps after Thor, and he's like, "Hey, wait!" And he's like, uh, another football reference. And he's like. We're actually pretty similar you know and uh, i think i know who you are and he's like how could a frog know who thor is you're a fucking frog and he's like uh you know (laughs) i I was actually um
1: how did he see through my disguise of using the same (laughs) name
0: but (laughs) he's like oh uh i was actually a man once and you know i got on the wrong the wrong side of a fortune teller turned me into a frog (laughs) and then you know i kind of liked being a frog I, i didn't get mugged or have income taxes same thing and, uh, you know, just being a frog's okay.
1: All, all I really miss is football. Now I just have to make sure I don't kiss any pretty girls. <laughs> but yes, so, uh, Thor <laughs>
2: leaves, says goodbye to Pudgulp, and, um, the Frog Thor returns to his rams, and the rams are like, welcome back, my lord. Hey, Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Frog Thor?
1: So now, Thor fa- Frogs f- finds the hammer, Mjolnir, meow meow, whatever. And the inscription appears, whoever holds his hammer, if he, be, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And he, like, gets in position to lift it. And I love this scene, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to lift it as, like, an army of rats are coming after him. For revenge. And he...
0: The ones that survive, they're like, they want revenge because they're like, he's the one who killed all our people. And they're trying to basically jump Thor in this alley. Well, he's struggling to, as a frog to lift me on near. air. Yeah. But he's like, I, I am worthy, even though I'm a frog, so I gotta so do he's, this. So yeah. he's
1: under the hammer, trying to lift it up, and just, my back feels as though it is beginning to break, but I dare not give up. My head spins, everything is beginning to whirl around, I cannot hold on. Rise up, you sluggard, though the agony be unbearable. <laughs> you spoke you spoke glibly of the faith that moves mountains when there were no mountains to be moved. Where now is that vaunted courage? As you struggle beneath the hammer you once held in countless battles, shall Loki at long last have the final laugh? It rises! The hammer rises! Now is the moment when I must grasp Mjolnir's handle! Father Odin wherever you are hear a warrior's plea and grant thy son his birthright and then a huge bolt of lightning and a giant crackle cracka-doom <laughs> tis done once more the power of the god of thunder is mine and woe to loki that it should be so and you now have a human sized full battle or <laughs> armor holding the hammer frog thor
0: yeah, I thought he would turn into a human here, but no, he is just a, a giant frog in Thor's clothes. <laughs> he's a
1: six-foot-tall frog in Thor's clothes. Because like what
2: happened was uh, Thor's hammer, if anyone's worthy of lifting it, they can lift it and they get the power of Thor. So what happened here was it wasn't undoing the spell, it was giving him the power of Thor. Because since he is Thor, he's naturally able to be worthy of
1: it. Because earlier, right. the same thing happened with Beta Ray Bill. Where Beta Ray Bill wasn't a horse face man, he looked kind of like a regular, like horse just face an, man. No, he was an alien. He didn't have a horse face. And then for some reason, when he got the hammer, it made him this like epic, scary warrior with all of Thor's powers. So like it's there is grounding for this kind of thing to happen in this run already. So you know. the issue ends. So then Thor. No, before the issue ends giant Frogthor jumps in the chariot and rides for Asgard (laughs) and the alcoholic guy is still there and he's like what the fuck is going on
2: yeah this time I'm giving up booze for sure (laughs) (laughs) and we get to issue uh, 366 the final part of the story the cover shows Frogthor uh, fighting Loki and the title on the the cover says what do you call a 6-6 fighting mad frog answer inside and the title of the story is called, Sir! <laughs> <laughs> you could tell they're having fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. So Frolic Thor is riding his chariot with the two rams towards Asgard.
0: Apparently there's some... The, the bridge between Midgard, the human realm, and Asgard is, like, broken. So if you want to get between one and the other, you have to, like, ride through a, a cosmic storm for a
2: few days. Yeah.
0: So he's, like, struggling with his rams to get through this storm.
2: Yeah. And, um... Just to get into back backstory of what happened in Asgard? Wonder Warriors 3, Volstagg, in the movies, he's played by the guy who played the Punisher, which is very perfect casting because Volstagg's like a fat, dopey guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he played the, he's played by the Punisher in the movies. But um, Volstagg, uh, like I said, he's a big, dopey, fat guy. And... Uh, <laughs> He's like a bumbling doof, and the only way he beats
1: anyone is by like. <laughs> Wait, can you just keep describing him? Because yeah. all the words you picked are amazing. But like, basically, the only reason like Volstagg ever
2: wins fights is because he like bumps into random people and like, oops, like, you know, like he's not winning because he's a good fighter. He's winning because he's like, an idiot and like making people hate each other. Yeah.
1: He is also one of the best Thor characters, though. Like, he's awesome. Yeah.
2: But uh, but Volstag- The funny thing about Volstagg is he always brags like I'm the greatest. I'm. I'm
1: Muhammad Ali. I'm the greatest ever was. Uh, Thor's a pussy. Thor's a bitch. But, <laughs> he's a bum. He's the kind of person that, like, falls. Like, his chair breaks and he gets knocked out. And then and then at the very end of the fight, he wakes up and he's like, Yeah, now you're running away from the might of Volstag. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that's charming about Volstag is
2: he's a good father figure. Like, he has a big family. And uh, what happens is his daughter was the one that uh, was sent to, to go find the sword of Surtur. And now she got sick being near that sword. Apparently all the all the kids who found it got,
0: are getting sick now. Yeah, and, yeah. and
2: Volstagg's like, I'm sick of waiting. I'm not going to sit here. My, my daughter is sick and dying. I'm going to f- go find the sword, and I'm going to show peace of my mind. I'm going to go yell at a sword. And me, as <laughs> this is happening, uh, Loki uh, is th- talking with uh, Thor... And say, you know, everyone thinks Thor should be um,
1: in in front of like a whole stadium of Asgardians. Yeah. It's now like the all thing again.
2: Yeah, everyone, everyone thinks Thor is naturally the best leader. But you know what? I, I'm I did all this cool shell who stood alone between fiery Surtur's anger and the of flame. Who braved the fury of the ancient wrath and fought against the burning doom of all that lived. Yeah, this is all stuff that happened in the previous arc. And everyone's like, mm, Loki's a good leader. And uh, Loki's like the final nail and proving him a good leader. He goes and goes to the fake door and grabs the fake Thor's hammer and says, "Look, bitches, I could pick up Thor's hammer. I'm worthy too. What, what now, motherfuckers?" And,
0: <laughs> and people are like, "Wow, he really is just so cool."
2: And Heimdall's like, "Oh shit, we fucked up."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Loki just chucks the hammer into space. Well, because he put a spell on it, and he's like, "It's going to come back, and that's going to show that I I actually have command over this hammer." Yeah so he throws it and he's like hmm me thinks it's taking a long time yeah. to come back He <laughs> thinks the
2: hammer does protest so much because <laughs> <laughs> the hammer does protest so much because it doesn't come back instead giant frog door comes up and what Asgard the Asgardians see is Loki's showing his display of him being worthy throwing the hammer away and being back in the middle of it a fucking giant frog monster dressed as Thor store picks <laughs> Loki up and kidnaps him
1: yeah and flies away It flies away, man. It flies away.
2: And everyone's like, what the fuck? Out of that fucking monster. It's kidnapping our fucking people. <laughs> and
0: Heimdall's like, shit, I gotta get there first. Yeah. So the, all of Asgard basically mounts up and just starts riding off into the distance to see where this frog beast took Loki. Because they were, they were kind of starting to get on Loki's side here. They're like, yeah, he is a good leader.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. and uh, so Thor and Loki start fighting. And Thor says, now, Loki, the time of reckoning is at hand. And, and Loki's like, frog, Thor can speak. And why not, trickster? I carry the hammer that has been given the hum- a humble <laughs> frog the power of Thor, and Thor is not a mute. Perhaps <laughs> now, perhaps not. But how priceless this is—the sound of his croaking. voice, oh, sorry. Perhaps not, but how priceless is the sound of his croaking voice to Loki's ears?
0: So I just learned how to read.
1: read.
0: <laughs> to, to all our listeners. We should be proud of him, so... Yeah,
1: round of applause for Sly. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know, it's it's pretty good for your reading level. It's pretty good.
2: <laughs> but, but, like, uh, uh, Loki's just talking to Thor as Thor's like, give me my fucking uniform back. And uh, Loki's like, are you sure you should be called Thor? Because, uh, like, shouldn't we call you Frog of Thunder instead? And Loki's like, fuck you, and starts smashing the fucking ground with his hammer. He beats the shit out of, out of Loki yeah. here. And he's like, Loki's trying
0: to shoot spells at him, and he... Uh, he's just knocking them away because he's like Thor so he's like I
2: don't care yeah he's
1: hitting them away with his hammer like he's the fucking forest temple boss knocker in the Time
2: <laughs> but uh, as he his, uh, as Loki is like keeping it at bay he says I'm gonna cast a spell on you to turn your mind into the mind of a frog too because that's only appropriate and then once your frog uh, mind uh, is your equal to your frog body then no one will know what's <laughs> the truth behind you and I fucking win But it turns out, oh, shit, I fucked up. Because as he becomes more and more of an animal, he just becomes more more and more uh, rampaging, just starts fucking shit up and smashing everything. And Loki's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't he have originally turned him into frog mind as well? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're like, you put put Thor in a frog body, he's going to try and fuck you up. But the thing
1: is, Loki didn't want to, like, kill him. He just wanted to keep him away for a few days Mm -hmm. so he could become king. And... Loki does shit like this all the time where he doesn't want to kill Thor. He just wants to fuck with him. And if he just turned him into a frog with a frog mind, Thor wouldn't, like, be annoyed by that. He would just be a frog. So we go back to uh, Volstag,
0: who's, like, he made it back to the sword. And he's like, wow, that was a big hike. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm getting so tired being near the sword. It must be some spell that's draining energy. And he's like, let me just lean on this rock for a second. And the rocks tumble down and smash the (laughs) sword and the machine and everything. Everything just explodes. (laughs) And it's like, oh, wow, okay, the spell's broken. He feels better.
2: His daughter (laughs) feels better. And Thor becomes Thor again. Because I think, I I don't know the whole backstory, but I believe Surtur's sword is what's giving Loki's enhanced powers, powers enough to. Right,
0: because Thor actually says the, the first issue here. Um, how could he cast a spell from so far away that's so powerful? Yeah. yeah. And the answer is he's using a magic sword to power his yeah.
2: energy. So now, Thor is Thor again, and uh, Loki's like, oh, how are you going to prove what I uh, did, Thor? Fuck you, I win.
1: No one's going to believe you that you were a big frog demon. Because when he flew in and left, all of Asgard was like, what the fuck was that giant demon that just abducted who's about to be our king? To war. It's a good point. Yeah. But uh,
2: then uh, uh, Loki's like, oh, I am I am great, I am Loki, will you trust me again? And then Thor throws his actual hammer into Loki's hands, and since it's the actual hammer, Loki can't lift it, and he just falls.
1: To the yeah, Loki, Loki catches a hammer and just gets
2: fucking knocked out by it.
0: And this is this is as soon as the Asgardian army voters show up, so they're like, they see this, and they're like, hmm, we wanted Loki, but all of a sudden, he just gets obliterated by this hammer, and... Thor covers for his brother, and he's like, "Yeah, I've, I've, he's a good guy. Don't make fun of him." And this this uh, is this
2: is why I hate Thor and Loki, by the way. Because I know this will hurt Ryan's feelings, but not um... <laughs> gonna hurt my feelings.
0: Cry, you little bitch. But like,
2: uh, maybe I'm biased because I've 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 only read a little bit of Thor, and I mostly read Loki through his appearances in Hulk's appearances in Silver Surfer's appearances in X Men. And what Loki does, he fucking ruins people's lives. Uh, just fucking with them. And Dora's like, I'm I'm just going, oh, it's fucking Loki with his just I'm going to bail him out every time. Loki's a fucking monster. And that's why I love the movies, because they rightly put him in jail and say, you're a fucking monster.
1: <laughs> well, okay. In the 60s, yes. And the 70s, and even in the 80s, yes. Modern comics have done a lot more with Loki and told a much more compelling story than just the like Nah, he's probably pretty good now so like I will give it to you up to this point
0: yeah not knowing very much about Loki and Thor all I saw in this story arc was that I mean I know Loki's a villain and he was a big piece of shit here and then at the end when he didn't it's not like they were trying to kill him they were making fun of him and Thor's like don't make fun of my brother
2: yeah like he bailed his brother out saying the frog demon uh, made him possess him or something and made him no longer be able to control the hammer
1: uh, Thor says the creature was dank.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know what that means. He was dank and, and Loki has been contaminated by its very touch. Oh, wait. Was he saying that the creature was a dank meme? Was the frog that boy? Yeah. Oh, boy? Oh, that <laughs> boy! Yeah. Was Loki just like, oh shit, what up? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, Frog was a rare Pepe, and, uh, you know, then there's just a lot of dank memes involved, and then he lost his ability to lift Mjolnir, so he bails him out, yeah. and he says, don't, you know, don't be, too ma- don't be too mean to him, but I, you know, I am number one.
1: But if you want to read actual Loki, read Journey into Mystery, you fucking plebs, because it's the best thing ever, it's the best thing Marvel ever published. Hey,
0: save it for the recommendation.
1: That's not what I'm recommending.
0: Well, now you have to recommend that.
2: Because that book's shit, I only recommend it to you guys, because you guys have shit taste, you should read it. <laughs> uh,
1: no. Fuck you.
2: But but yeah, uh, I do. I do I have read a little bit of Thor, and Loki's a lot better, but I always found it annoying how, man, Thor bails him out so many times even though he's such a piece of shit.
1: Well, that's one of the things that, like, they, I think they do that a lot in the movies, too, that they show well, is that, like, Thor still has this sense of, like, he's my brother, even though he's an asshole. Like, I'm still gonna side with him more often than I should and give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, Thor, too, does that a lot.
2: But that's why I love my, that, those movies, and that's why my favorite... Thor-Loki line in any Thor-Loki medium is in Thor 2 when Thor... Wait, I didn't see no, Thor No, but just spoilers. I'm
0: just kidding. I, I don't know if I did. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, but th- they've scene where Thor and Loki are joking together and they're laughing saying, oh, remember when we were kids uh, fucking of our mom fucking of this? And they're laughing and Thor puts his hand on Loki's shoulder and Thor's like, God, I wish I could trust you. And that's how Thor should be. He should be like, I really yeah. want to trust you, but I'm not stupid enough to trust you instead of being like here where he is stupid enough to trust Loki.
1: Comic Thor is pretty stupid in general. <laughs>
2: like the comic Heimdall too. Yeah.
1: Like modern Thor, like from JMS's relaunch on, it goes into a lot more details and it's grounded a lot in Simonson's work, but they elaborate on Loki a lot more. So if you're as annoyed with that kind of Loki, modern Thor's way better.
2: So, uh, Thor, uh, is my best. So Thor bailes Loki out and this whole thing was set up because like we have to pick a leader now. We have to pick a leader now It's fucking three days. Come on, hurry up, chop chop! And uh, even after all that, Thor says, "I don't want to be your leader. You should be this guy. that's not even here, and we have to go look for him now."
0: Yeah, it's so stupid because Loki, he, his whole plan was have Thor not be here, and then they're like, "Thor, you're gonna be our king," and he's like, "Wait, what? No, I'm not. I got things to do. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta go be the Avengers or something." So. Let's go find Balder the Brave. He's pretty brave,
1: right? Uh, <laughs> his name's Baldur the Brave. One thing I do want to point out is earlier in the story, they do also mention that, like, where's Balder? He's missing too. He had his own miniseries at the time, also written by Simonson, which had just ended. So And Thor knew where he was, and nobody else did. So they thought he was just, like, missing. Thor now knows where to go to get him. So he is... It is... That's not. It's not easy to get that from this story, but in the context of the bigger picture, it does make a lot more sense.
2: We'll take your word on it,
1: Ryan. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind is like stories back in the '80s weren't necessarily meant to be read in isolation. Like yeah. they didn't expect people to just read Frog Thor. You can tell because
0: this this whole comic has constant like asterisks where they're like. You know, Thor, issue 360, or if you've been reading Boulder, the Braves miniseries yeah. or whatever.
2: So comics has co- a constant asterisks in for the vowels because it's there's something cursing in here. <laughs> yeah,
1: we <laughs> we did cut out some stuff that was going on with, like, Hela and all this stuff because it's super unimportant.
2: I did, uh, To me, I was
0: like, is this character going to come back? They never did. I was like, okay. Yeah,
1: that's, you know, that's <laughs> okay. especially when we read older comics and they're in the middle of a run, you do get a lot of that. Well, that's that's the end of it, right?
2: Yeah, it ends yeah. with uh, uh, they're going to find Boulder the Brave. And
0: they say, the king is dead, long live the king. Yeah.
2: Where's the other way around? In parentheses. <laughs> and, uh, th- and that ends door or Thor Crooks or Sir,
1: whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yes, Sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to call so it. So, final
2: uh, recap page.
1: So, Phil, was this good, 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 bad, or bad, bad? I think this was good, good.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I think, like, it's, it's a very enjoyable read. The fact that that they knew it was tongue in cheek the whole time makes it acceptable to be stupid. And I think, I think when when stories take themselves really seriously but they do ridiculous things, um, that's when it can be hard to it can be hard to be okay with it. But since this story was very obviously like we know how silly it is that the frogs are at war with the rats in Central Park, but just go with it and it'll be cool if you can go with it. I think it's a cool story. Yeah,
1: it's I, I especially like it in context. Because Sim- Simonson's run is so dramatic and like giant picture that having him be wi- like he's rebuilding Thor as a brand and getting people to trust the character after like kind of a lackluster few years. Having him be willing to take that chance of be like really silly to give everyone a break from the grandiose politic of it is, I, I respect it a lot that he pulls it off and that like it's just a fun story that even standalone works. It's
2: it's kind of interesting because this has a uh, this and the door film are kind of similar in that they both have tropes that I absolutely always hated. Door uh, film was a trope that that has a trope of. Are you gonna complain about the Dutch angles slide? No, 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 not Dutch angles. <laughs> but uh, I hated I hate that that that, that trope uh, or gimmick of a medieval character end up in modern times and be like, what's all this f- newfangled technology? Oh. Uh, come here, maid, and give me your uh, tidings or whatever. And I always find that lame. <laughs> but the dwarf film executed really well, and I really like that movie. Uh, and this is another trope I always hated my whole entire life. This is why he one of the reasons I hate Silver rage And why I
1: came out of the womb and he's like, "Fuck this trope."
2: Yeah, my whole entire <laughs> life like, I hated this. This is why I'm glad we didn't do that fucking bullshit cat story with Joe. Because fuck that fucking story. We're because of fucking cat.
1: I can't believe you're still so mad about it.
2: No, I'm not. But I just want to bring it up because it's funny. <laughs> but um, I, I do hate that trope. That's why I hate the Silver Age because they have this thing where a character will be turned into a fucking cat or a fucking frog or whatever for an entire issue. And even when I was a kid, I hated like this is not like adult slide thinking It's stupid. Like when I was a kid, when I read like or watched uh, cartoon shows and the cartoon episodes about like, a Beastmaster being shrunk down or something silly like that. I'm like, oh, this is lame because I, I like seeing this character be cool. I want to see him be cool. I don't want to see him dealing with this fucking goofy bullshit the entire episode. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. guess. I like goofy like, stuff. Like, why
0: does why does Goku have to learn to drive, right? No, but
2: I guess Goku's a good example. Like, like I want to see Goku fight Cell. I don't want to see Goku fucking learn to drive. Like Yeah, no, I know.
0: i was being serious with that. Like, goofy side plots can put a damper on the story when you're like... I, I actually wanted to see what they normally do. Yeah. Like, you watch, you don't watch 24 to watch Jack Bauer like cook a meal. Yeah. You're like, you know, you want to see him fight terrorists. And like Thor, I want to see
2: yeah. Thor fight uh, fucking Loki. I want to see him fight uh, deities and stuff. But this story, the fact that I like this story shows how good it is. It's like the movie, the Thor movie. The fact that it has a trope I hate, but the fact that it does it so uh, well, it makes it's such a good joke of it, uh, it shows how well the execution is in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and it makes you, like, give a shit about these rats and
2: frogs, which is, like... And that's know. a good reason why I like it, because uh, it, it has actual story behind it. It's not just goofy shiver-tie issues. Like, it has a fucking frog kingdom being developed here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'll always miss Puddle
0: Gulp and Bug-Eye, Because yeah. even Bug-Eye near the end t- comes around, and he's like, Thor has to be our leader. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, letters? Yeah, we have a letter. And just as a reminder, it's Divisive Issues on Gmail, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, you know, rate, review, all that stuff. It's great. I'm not going to read through all the usernames again because they're the same. I've been doing this every week and I don't know why. It's always the same. So so this comes from Brian via Gmail. Who's that? Excellent, Brian. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who likes listening to us talk the most. So he asks, what does it take to make you care about the protagonist of a story? And The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because we were talking about like, how much like, we care about Puddle Gulp. And like, he's a frog <laughs> who likes football. That sh- like We shouldn't care about him, but we do. So, and I know he's not the protagonist, but what does it take to make you care about the protagonist? Here's something I recently learned about my... my...
2: Body. <laughs> My bye, but like my opinion, then I feel this is this is something that's true for most audiences, because this is why I think the Marvel films are so successful, and why films like Batman v Superman have more polarized views. I I think you can't underestimate the ability, the good faith you get from a character when that character makes you laugh, and I think mm. and I think that's why we were able to easily get into these characters because they were able to make us laugh. Like when you make when a character has some charm and humor to him. You, they become more personable rather than just uh, a, a guy in a story. Like Thor is a good example of that because uh, the Thor film... I'm going to keep talking about the Thor film every fucking time, but the Thor film is such a... Sly actually got a job as a Marvel salesman, yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to just pitch Thor brief to us. No, but like the Thor film is such a perfect example because Thor was a character I had trouble getting into because every time I read uh, Random Thor issues, it was always Thor speaking his grandiose way, and I'm like, he's just a grandiose character. And uh, talking these big big words and like I find it hard to relate to. I find it hard to get into that. So I don't like them big words. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Big fancy words trying to confuse all me. But <laughs> I'm just trying to re- learn to read here, and they're trying to use these big words at me. <laughs> but um, uh, like uh, Thor is a good example because this, I, I felt when the Thor films coming out, like I felt I, I got I got more to Thor as I got into the books, but. I feel that barrier is going to be there for for uh, new readers too. It's going to be like this unrelatable god character. Like how the audience is going to get get into this character. But by making Thor a funny character, a character we find humor in his on un- inability to relate to mo- uh, everyday things. That another smashing a gra- uh, glass to the ground that made the audience laugh and that made Thor very likable, very personable. And I think that's very yeah. important for any protagonist.
1: Uh, one last thing I hey, want to yeah. say about the Thor movie before I give my answer is this is actually a very rare thing that happens in in the context of the show is before when the Thor movie came out, I hadn't really read any like of the Avengers Marvel characters yet. And I had no interest in Thor at all. I was like, he sounds really powerful. Like, I don't care at all. And Phil was actually the one who saw the movie first. and was like, you should see it. It's really great. And which is so backwards as usual that phil is actually the one who got me to give a shit about thor
0: (laughs) i mean that that movie made me give a shit about thor too because like like sly was saying wait, it made
1: you give a shit about thor too you were excited for the sequel (laughs) yeah
0: exactly (laughs) actually i again i haven't seen thor or maybe you have you don't know uh but i I think sly brought up a really good point uh with you guys both talking about the thor movie like the the humor really makes people like characters and then you can even take a show like "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" and like these people you should not like actually, but because they're funny, you can you don't you don't like empathize with them, but you like
1: to you like to see you them. enjoy yeah. spending time with them.
2: It's like in real life where you have people that are in life that are assholes, like they're bad human beings, but they joke and make joke, they make funny jokes, and you like us, yeah, like we're sh- piece of shit.
0: <laughs> but I think I think Brian's question, like, what makes you like a protagonist? That's what it was. Right? What yeah. makes you
1: care about uh, a protagonist?
2: Care
0: about, and I think for me, the humor's not enough um, because you know you have like they have to be relatable to me, and they have to be relatable and more than just they're funny. And they have to be more than just, like, oh, I can see how this is, like, a person. Like, they're, like, a real, they're not, they're genuine, but I need to kind of have, like, similar-ish values or beliefs with them. Like, take a show like The Wire, an amazing show. But for a long time, I didn't like any of the characters in that show because they're just, they're pieces of shit, like real people are. But it's hard for me to like them as characters, even though I like the show because I'm, like... You're you're kind of a bad person though. I I don't I don't really want good things to happen to you cuz you don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know like I like them as characters for the story, but I don't I don't know if I care if they like have a good life. That's actually
2: two different elements of a good character. Like my, my yeah. thing is whether you like a character, while well, your thing is whether it's a well-written character but maybe not likable. Right. Yeah. And I think you can
0: have some really characters I really don't care about, like I don't want them to succeed but they were very interesting to watch. The guy's Baltar, maybe, of Battlestar Galactica. You're like, you're terrible, but I just can't stop watching you.
1: For For me, the thing that makes me really care about a character is... I totally agree with everything you guys said, but I also look at it a little more, like, bigger picture, I guess, where I think, what do they represent? Not only, like, as, you know, a representation of what type of humanity they're representing, but also, like, in the context of the story... And, like, one thing that I think has some of the best characters is, so- is A Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones, mm. where there are characters yeah. in that series that I do not like. Like, there are certain yeah. characters that I have never hated characters as much as I have hated them. But I will defend that they are some of the best characters that, like, they, I love them as characters, but I despise them because... Even though, like, because I look at what they represent, like, as far as, like, a metaphor for humanity or whatever they're trying to do in the story, but the main thing that I need to care about a character is I need to have an emotional reaction to what they're doing, whether that's angry, whether it's funny, whether it's, like, you know, I fall in love with the character, like, whatever, I need to get some sort of pure, like, almost animalistic, guttural, emotional reaction
0: like when you see a waifu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to fall in love with them. Gotta, You have to have like an, a, an a animalistic reaction. And, that's, and then you know, I
1: care about this character. Yeah, and sometimes when I like watch movies with people or like, you know, that maybe don't critique fiction as much as I do, where I'm like, they are so, like, I love this character. And they're like, but like, I hate them. And I'm like, exactly. Like, if you're yeah. hating them this much, they're doing their job properly. Yeah. Because like the the... The worst insult I think you could give to a character is they're boring.
0: Yeah. I mean, many writers have said it, but, like, good fiction should make you feel something. Even if you feel bad, if you feel uncomfortable, if it makes you feel like shit, like, that's good. That's a good piece of fiction. that's yeah.
1: one thing that I always, like, me and Ariel butt heads about a little bit where I'm like, no, but it's so sad. Isn't it the best? And she's like, no, yeah. I want to be happy. And I'm like, no, but... Sad is the best way to feel. It. <laughs> Just, I thought you guys butted heads you butt heads because you are buttheads. Oh Oh, that, that is also that we are buttheads. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> you are Saint Phil. I don't even fucking. Remember. <laughs> I think
1: that is as good a place to end that question as any. So,
0: recommendations? <laughs> yes.
1: So, I'll go first. The I was I was gonna recommend Sim- Simonson's Thor, but I think we talked enough about how how much I like it. The the thing that yeah. I want to recommend is a book called Thor's. It's a, secret, it's a Secret Wars tie-in book, and it takes place in, like, this alternate reality. It's The context of it is complicated, but you don't need to know the context at all. The basic premise is every Thor from the multiverse, so there's, like, thousands of Thors, are the police wow. of this world. So, like, it's basically a buddy cop book of all these different types of Thors that all represent these different facets of the character. Frog Thor is there. There's, like, the ultimate Thor. There's the regular Thor. There's, like, old man Thor. And it's just, it shows how the. When we talked about, like, Thor's nobility and, like, what makes him such a fun character, it's basically showing how you can tweak the character a million different ways and still tell a fun, compelling story. And it's basically them tracking down. Someone is murdering all the multiverses Jane Foster's, who is Thor's love interest. So someone's tracking down all of, like, everyone's counterpart. Oh, uh, that's interesting and it's just a really, really interesting story, and it's written by Jason Aaron, and it's really fun, and I think everyone should read it. Even if you don't read Secret Wars, you don't have to. It's totally standalone.
0: That's that's cool. I I know there are, like, several other superheroes who have, like, multiple versions of themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a thing.
1: Like, you're the Earth 2 Josiano.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So my recommendation, uh, since I did like the whole frog story, (laughs) um, if you're interested in that whole, like, uh animal court kingdom stuff uh mouse guard is a really good comic oh. I bought I that, bought
1: Phil Mouse guard like five yeah, years ago bought,
0: <laughs> yep and it's a comic about a kingdom of mice and it sounds really weird but they really treat it as if it's like like in this story they they actually act as if they are a human kingdom and they have knights and they go out and fight bees and things like that and foxes and it's a really fun tale um, and really it's a it's a good story. It's cute.
1: I, I have not read it, but I have flipped through it, and it does look awesome.
0: And it's like, it seems like a kid's story, but it's, it's pretty dark sometimes, too.
1: I've only read a little bit of it, but I liked it, too,
2: from what I read. So what about you, Sly? Spoil it. Okay, so uh, I have two recommendations. One's a half a joke, and one's more serious. I actually have a second one, too, that I'm going to give after you, <laughs> but it'll be very short. All right, so my first recommendation, the joking one, is The Mutant Massacre. X-Men and Mutant Massacre. Is that a joke? The sequel to this. There's nothing joking about
1: that story. I know, but like, just explain. Ryan was saying, oh, this is setting up for something. Okay, it's not that it's setting up. It's that there's a big X-Men story and Thor shows up in it in Simonson's run and it involves the Morlocks and I think they only introduced that Morlock sewer guy so that if you were still reading Thor, Mutant Massacre would make a little more sense. But just to
2: explain how weird Marvel events were because it took him a while to get it right. I feel like A lot of the early events had trouble managing all these different tones. Like you have Frogtor, right, and then you have the Immune Massacre in X Men, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. So Immune Massacre is about uh, the the Morlocks, this group of mutants, are all being genocided, and uh, the X Men try to save them, the Morlocks. But what happens is, uh, like the the X Men are getting the shit fucked up. Like half the team is like out of commission during the story and uh, the, uh, people are dying a lot of characters are
1: irrevocably changed from this traumatic event this is also when you meet the horribly named mutant tar baby oh yeah <laughs> it's a real character and
2: i bring this up because puddle gulp the frog shows up in that story yeah <laughs> <laughs> he shows up in the thor issue he shows up like so. You're reading X-Men, this X-Men story, and all of a sudden, Dor shows up, and the frog is like, "Come, Thor! You have to help. They're killing all the murlocs, And Dor's like, "I will stop this massacre." <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But yeah.
0: and Sly over here telling us what happens, <laughs> like crooked Hillary and and Sly, <laughs> Lion Ted. That's how
1: Thor gets introduced into the story. The fucking frog says. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, talking. yeah, that is how he gets brought in, and he plays a pretty important part.
2: Yeah. I actually really love Thor in that story because, like like I said, all the X-Men are getting the shit kicked out of them. And Thor is like a very visceral, what if a god just came in and fucked all the villains type of deal. Did yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. And
1: also, Mutant Massacre itself is great. Like, yeah. It's a joke recommendation as in it's ridiculous how this ties into it, but it is a great story.
2: Yeah. But my actual recommendation for people interested in stories like this one that are not about genocide. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger has a character called Frog. Chrono Trigger is a video game, right? Yeah, yes. Chrono Trigger, the video game, is a video game. (laughs) Super Nintendo. For Super Nintendo, you can get on other systems and PlayStation. It's fucking everywhere. to almost everything. Yeah. And it's about uh, these kids create a time machine, and it turns out in a few years the world's gonna end, and their time machine. Uh, they have to use this time machine to try to stop this dark future, and uh, it's possible not to stop it. Like you can get a bad ending, and that's why it's a really cool game. So I likes anything that has the world end in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I love Ruins. But uh, <laughs> one of the people you can recruit is in uh, older times. You can go and pick up uh, Frogman, who is a knight,
0: the best character in the yeah, game.
2: Yeah, best character in the game. That's why I bring it up because um, like he's very much like Thor, where he's a very noble knight, but he's a frog. And he speaks in like, I shall avenge my honor and all this stuff, but he's a frog. And he's, like Phil said, he's the great, best character in the game. And uh, it's a great story game otherwise, so play that.
0: Yeah, like, if you haven't played it, just, just play it. Yeah. It's so good.
1: So the other thing I just want to mention real quick, if you like anthropomorphized animals getting into fun adventures, read Wind in the Willows. It's one of my favorite books. I've never read that. Uh, it's so that great. It's really just so much fun and I love it. The only
2: reason I know that is because of that Simpsons episode where Lisa had to read it and she didn't. And she she on the test to pass the <laughs> exam on it. It's like, you really
1: don't know how to read. Just play video games <laughs> and watch The Simpsons all day.
2: Ironically, uh, that episode was about Lisa not reading the book because she's playing video games all day.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's not a comic. It's got grown up words in it, big words, the best words. And it's really great. And it's not that long. I just want to before we uh, sign off. We don't want to let the listeners go today. We just love them so much. <laughs> but
0: uh, don't leave. We cease to exist when you leave. <laughs>
2: we,
1: we've been meaning to do this since like episode ten. But let's tease the actual next episode. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: which
0: let's yeah. tease it. Ooh.
1: Now th- keep in mind we have not heard back from Never Enough yet because I only told him to write us in with a suggestion this morning. <laughs> yeah. But unless, but I, I think. We'll do him after anyway.
2: Because yeah, we'll do him after. Yeah, no, but because yeah. we wanted to coincide this with the new upcoming movie, Ghostbusters. And we'll be doing a <laughs> Ghostbusters comic to tie into that. Ghostbusters. What's the name of the comic? I haven't read it yet. Ghostbusters, The Other Side. Okay, cool. Considered the worst Ghostbusters comic by IDW. <laughs> and the kind it is.
1: So if you want to read that ahead of time, there you go. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We've been Divisive Issues. I'm Ryan Lynch.
2: I'm Sly Crappa.
0: And I'm Phil Maverickis.
1: Stay in continuity.